Yeah, I, 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 I don't see. I, I just don't see the relevance. I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong a couple times in the past. Um, my wife will let you know, but. You are listening to PHP Ugly, episode 80, recorded Thursday, October 12th, 2017. This week we discussed game five of the Amazing Chicago Cubs, the latest SDPHP meetup, hack and HHVM, and so much more. Let's get started. As human beings, we have a weird thing about us. We have a tendency to hang on to things and kind of forget why we hang on to things. Long before you started coding, Thomas, before John started coding, and thank God I can say before I started coding, we used to program computers in a completely different way. We would use these things called punch cards. They were these physical slices of paper that you'd punch holes in, and you'd use these to to program computers. Would you believe me if I told you that we believe that to this day, we carry over some legacy from punch cards that we probably don't even realize we carry over. Oh, yes. The the average, or not the average, I guess the standard limit of a width of code is 80 characters. And it's believed it is 80 characters to this day because the punch card was 80 characters long, or it had 80 columns. Fun fact, and this is episode 80 of PHP Ugly. Good night. <laughs> so everybody you know who hasn't... Unfortunately, if you watch the stream live, you get a little insight to things that happened before, during, and after that get cut out of the normal show. But you guys did not get to witness my rage... At Thomas and John today, which was very misplaced, I, at, must add. No, it wasn't so misplaced. A little bit. My, it is. We are currently recording. It is ten oh six. The goddamn Nationals lost Game Five of the playoffs to the Cubs once more, and this wound is literally. 15 minutes old at this stage. So uh, I'm having a little trouble dealing. I'm going to try to push through it because I love you guys. That's why I'm here. But I am officially blaming Thomas for the Nationals loss. I'm just going to say it was, uh, they were down one run. Harper was up and uh, Thomas says, I'm ready when you are. I told him not right now. I'm afraid I'm watching the game. I turn around and Harper strikes out. Okay, no. To be so, clear, your your exact text was "piss off baseball." <laughs> I was paraphrasing earlier. I knew I said something like that. So it should go down in the record books, where <laughs> it was the goat that was cursing the Cubs for so long. Right out, cost the Nationals the playoffs this year. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm a Cubs fan. You're not even a baseball fan. You're not even a sports fan. What are you talking sports. about? You're a Cubs fan. Uh, my wife is from Chicago. So is she really? By proxy, I am a Cubs fan because she'll punch me if I'm not. 
Well, you definitely don't want to upset the wife. I do not. You want to hear? And I do have. I do have funny? a Cubs bottle opener. Uh, hold on, I want to say something funny. Your intro, you brought up the punch cards. One of my favorite. One of my favorite things is the term "bug." A bug in your code. Ah, I know this one too. Go ahead. Yes, the first instance of a bug in someone's code was literally a a punched hole that was covered up because there was a squished bug on the punch card. That's right. Is that really true? And that's yeah, where we got yeah, the that... term. That's absolutely true. I have pictures of it. <laughs> yep, I remember that day. No, wait, what? No, I don't. Don't remember that day. I wasn't. I wasn't alive. Well, I was alive. I think I was alive. All right, you want to hear something funny? I'm a big fan of podcasts. I like listening to podcasts, and I honestly, honest to goodness, I'm not exaggerating. Enjoy listening to our podcast, but I realized something. And I think I've noticed this for a while, but I really got an appreciation for it on the last show. <laughs> if you listen to our podcast, I will straight up be having a whole completely different podcast than the two of you. Like you two are having one podcast and I'm talking about something completely different and I don't let you stop me. And it's like, we have two podcasts going on at the same time. What are you was, talking about? It was cracking me up. Well, you got to listen to the podcast, John, you wouldn't understand, but you guys will, will start, start to try talking about something and I will continue talking about something completely different. Oh yeah. Different. Just total steamroll. Yeah. Yeah, we know. We just let I you do that. it. I love that about me. I I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So you know, we also get the uh, we also get the term patch from punch cards. Because if you needed I to fix know that one, if you needed to fix a card, you wouldn't repunch the whole card. You would take a piece of fiber tape, a papery kind of tape, and you would put a patch of tape over incorrectly punched holes. Today's podcast is brought to you by Buckshot. Or Buckshack. Buckshack. That's the type of thing I'm talking about, John. I just I can I talk about something really different. This is a uh this is a red wine and it's uh it's really good. Buckshack. I'm I'm doing a I'm doing a wine today. I'm almost out of my scotch and I'm really trying to hang on to my last couple of glasses until I can get back to Costco. Uh, they didn't have really any last time I was there. I looked for you. Oh really? Yep. Oh my goodness. I'm uh I'm buying all the scotch out of uh San Diego, I'm afraid. I can't uh I can't get the stream going on my iPad for some reason. So I'll take your word for it that uh oh, it's uh going. It, it's I going. I hope you guys are monitoring the chat. Yep. I, hope I got you it. Guys you are, don't you don't you, got it? you don't bring it up and pop it out into another window. Well <clears throat> so I have I so. get on I get on, uh, I have to start the stream. So when I go into YouTube, I have to go to the creator section. There is a chat pop out there, and I do pop that one out, but I don't know if that's the same one that's attached to the actual Hangout I launch. Should so be. So I go into the, I go into the Hangout, well, type something in there. Let me see if it shows up. There you go. All right, let me type something in there. Yeah, see, I'm not seeing anything. Uh, I just typed something too. You guys see that? Yep. No, not at all. You did? No, no, no nothing. Oh. Yeah, so so yeah, the the uh, the chat pop out I have is not, and there's no way for me to get to the YouTube one. I have to launch the page and go to the site. You have other browsers, I I can do that, other but... tabs. 
Yeah, lots, well, there's I lots of ways to do keep it. it open on my, I, ha, I, can't, I typically keep it open on my iPad, but the iPad is uh, not happy with me. I'm going to try to reboot this while you guys are carrying the show. Hey, were we supposed to start local All recordings? Right. We were having a conversation before. That's another example. See, John says something that I know he's just messing around with us, and I just don't give him, and I just continue to talk. I love these things. Um we were talking before the show, and I'm curious about everybody who l- might listen, the mass amount of fans we have, that is. I tweeted something out from the PHP Ugly site. that Well, I replied to a tweet on the PHP Ugly site, and it started this conversation amongst the three of us because both Thomas and John said that they did not see the tweet in their mainstream. And... Uh, I, I kept saying it should be there. It, it was a tweet from PHP Ugly. I go to my mainstream and I see the tweet. They say they don't. And it started... So explain to me... Whoever wants to explain to me what I had done wrong again to the fans. When you start a tweet with an at, it does not necessarily get shown in everyone's feed. So it's common practice to prefix any tweet that you start that way with a period to remove any confusion that it's not a reply. And the first, the first issue is I, I was using the Twitter app, so I starting it with a period wasn't an option because all the at replies you don't have access to. It's but, not like it's not like an email we can edit. What, you can move the cursor still. Yeah, and what were you replying no, you to? Can. Why were you replying versus just sending out a new tweet? Uh, I was replying to a listener who was talking about the fact that we keep mentioning his name. And Thomas, I will let you mention his name again if you would like, because I don't remember what it was now. Herman Ostendorf. Herman Ostendorf has had his name mentioned probably more times on PHP Ugly than any other listener. And this is is show number three for him. Three in a row. It's the perks of being a friend of the show. Friend of the show. Herman. I was I was replying to his tweet, and again using the app on a Mac. Anyways, when you do that, the repl- the people you're replying to, you can't edit. I, I say that I should I should verify that now. Let me see. So if I take this, I'm just gonna randomly take it one. I'm gonna do a reply. Yeah, yeah. I I can't edit the people I'm replying to. All all I have, and oddly enough, I have 140 characters. I can type, so I don't know how it does that. But you don't have two hundred and eighty yet. No, I don't. I, I have. I have. I haven't been one of the lucky chosen few. I still have one hundred and forty. But I do. I have one hundred and forty, even with the reply addresses, which normally on the website or something, you, you those those count against you. Um, so apparently, in in the app, in the Twitter app, they don't. I have one hundred and forty characters I can reply with. Uh, but I can't edit it. So, in the one that I did before that had a lot of a lot of ads, there was no way for me. I can't remove anybody, but more importantly, I can't add anything before it. Still think you're full of crap about seeing that that tweet in your feed. He posted a screenshot. You're just baiting him <laughs> at this point. <laughs> you already know he's angry at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're you're just gonna bring more on me. <laughs> well, so in in your, I don't know, I give up. I like that you have one card on here for the week, and it just says meet up. Oh, do you guys want to meet up sometime? Maybe 
get a beer or something? <sighs> I, I, I keep meaning to ask you, and I, I figured I'd write myself a reminder that way. Will you tell me who the keynote speaker is? No, I'm not allowed for another no, no. six, seven, eight months from now. That person... Oh my god, mute your phone. Who was that? John. Why was it me? Because I can tell. Okay. You immediately reach for your phone. It yeah, a, it wasn't. It was very important. Was it me? I will mute my phone now. It's a good call. Can't do anything right in your eyes. <laughs> Anyways. So we had a meetup this week. Anyways. Had a meetup last night for SDPHP that went extremely well. We. Uh, I heard good things. PHP. Yeah, it was a, a longtime friend of the show. Or friend of SDPHP, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Ho, who I actually met before I moved to San Diego at PHP Tech. And it turned out he lived only a few miles away from where I was moving to, so... We hit it off, and he uh, was a huge help in me learning my bearings around San Diego. But he gave a presentation on the Internet of Things uh, and just how to get into uh, programming devices and interacting with them, and did an amazing job. He's a great speaker and just was intrigued by it. Saw lots of uh, applications with one of our clients, so hopefully we can... Uh, learn a little bit from that nice the big take takeaway since nobody else is jumping in here the big takeaway is that bluetooth le is constantly just sending out information that realistically anybody can listen to and then you have to build it within your app if you're gonna uh, to restrict that in any way but that was yeah. i mean that we talked about that last week as well with the um the, devices the... The screw driving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't paying attention then. But, you know. Mike uh, Eric, Eric, Eric and... did actually crowbar uh, PHP Ugly into the meetup by talking about screw driving. I heard about How that. Was I was that very a proud. crowbar? That was not a... It was relevant to the discussion. That wasn't a crowbar by any means. You didn't have to say PHP Ugly. You could have just said, oh, yeah, I just had a conversation about screw driving. Oh, oh I just oh, want to... Uh, excuse <laughs> me for promoting our show. I just I just want to see the the part of the presentation where Eric perks up and goes, you know, uh, dildos have the same problem. <laughs> That's pretty close to what I said. And and for the record, Mike confirmed that security is a big issue in this in that section of the industry, and they're still trying to figure out how they want to address it and how they're going to address it. He. He didn't sugarcoat it. He's like, yeah, this this is a problem. We, everybody knows this is a problem. That's not stopping these companies that yeah. want to get these devices out. And... No, they're still using Bluetooth, which is the concern. Bluetooth is garbage. <laughs> um, we we did have. Are you afraid I'm offending some of the Bluetooth gods? <laughs> well, you won't who, who, just back blue, me up at all. Who would be a Bluetooth god? I, I, oh, oh no! I'm sorry. I, I, I I'm, Bluetooth was a god. I'm I'm actually looking for a link now. I'm trying to find it because I know friend of the show Marcus Moore sent us to to us today. Did you see the oh, yeah. Uh, link? Yeah, he Marcus, sent a link to uh, a, a presenter named IRC. Sarah Jamie Lewis in the IRC. Yeah, who does a lot of 
presentations on anonymity and consent and sex tech and yeah really oh yeah you're right yeah. I'm, I'm i'm reading her profile now yeah i guess this is a big thing this again plays off of what you were talking about last week and our little stories about bluetooth driven adult toys so apparently this sarah uh who's a developer who's a coder who's a hacker put together some apis or api calls to her toys and you you know encouraged people to hit the api endpoint and the toys would do things and and she tweeted the whole experience i mean to I be didn't... fair these these toys they're not super complicated they don't do a lot of functions they're not there isn't like an api call where it will go get you a beer <laughs> what about make me a sandwich i'm gonna have to cut that <laughs> okay pseudo make me a sandwich Jeez, what's wrong fine yeah pseudo it that's, that's a classic joke uh i guess what i've been up to this week Nobody asked. So 280, 283. I know, which is why I had to. Low guess. Carry on. I've been, I've, I've been uh, dying at a slightly elevated rate. Uh, sick for two days and then in recovery for five now. Hmm. Is that is that going to be your excuse for not working this week? Um. This week, yes. <laughs> Is that, Colorado, is that Colorado air, man? It's too cold. Your body doesn't know how to uh, oh, handle so it. So nice. Got our first snow this week. I saw. I saw. It's still... What What do you think is here, John? 80, 90 degrees? Yeah. Do you think it's still 90? No. Nah, it feels like 90. Probably out where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> out in the boonies. Yeah. No, inland, it, it's been mid-upper 80s. It's come, it came down the past it, couple of days. <clears throat> It's nice in the afternoons, but the days are still really warm. Mm-hmm. I was telling, uh, I was telling John and the guys at the San Diego PHP User Group that we have a thing here at the house where every every year, well, for the last couple of years, we've purchased uh, firewood from the Boy Scouts. It's like a fundraiser they do, and we buy firewood from the Boy Scouts. Last year, we purchased. You you buy you buy firewood by what's called cords. You buy a whole cord, half a cord, quarter of a cord. You know that's just what what a cord is. I don't know. It's kind of a measurement. I I don't know how to explain it. But last year we we had purchased half a cord, and last year by San Diego standards we had a pretty chilly winter with a good amount of rain, and so we ended up burning wood. Like constantly. Now I'm a fan of the fireplace, so the fact that we were always burning wood, I did not have an issue. And we burned wood pretty solid through through the whole winter. Never never had to turn on our furnace, which again is not that shocking in San Diego. But for last winter, it kind of was because it was a little chilly. Burned wood all through the winter. Burned wood up until I think burned wood up until March, or maybe even a little into March. We barely got through that half a cord of wood i mean barely this year we bought a whole cord and i i've got so much wood now i have absolutely no idea 
I, I couldn't burn all this wood if I tried. Like, if my house burned down, there would still be some of this wood left over there, not burnt. I, that's how much wood I have. So Where, where did you put I'm it really, all? I'm really hoping. Uh, it's on the side of my house. I, I have uh, these little racks. But uh, I'm really I'm really pulling for, like, uh, like global warming to kick in and for us to have a really cold and bitter winter. Because I've got the wood to burn through it. Well, you're already bitter. This is true. Especially tonight. Hey, remember last week you were complaining about how there wasn't enough PHP talk on there? Mm-hmm. I did. I don't think the fans heard that, but we did have that conversation how we, as developers, we haven't been talking a lot about development. What do you got for me? So please so please tell me that your story was somehow a segue to Twig. <laughs> okay, I was segueing to Twig. What's Twig? The templating... <laughs> Oh, that that twig. Do you have a twig story, or are you just are you just grasping for straws? He's, he's trying to figure out. How, are you how grasping you, for twigs? Trying <laughs> try to figure out how your uh, story is PHP related. <sighs> Way to bring the show to a stop, there, Tom. HHVM. Thomas, you guys are a fan you, of HHVM, right? Use it every Did day. You watch season three of Mr. Robot. No, season three started. I know. I'm not allowed to watch it unless my wife is awake, which oh. is a narrow range narrow of window. time. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched it, and I have to be honest, I think for the first 45 minutes to 50 minutes, I started kind of thinking, I, I, I think they jumped the shark. I, I'm feeling like they jumped the shark here. And then like that last 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, this is interesting. So now I gotta now I gotta see what the second one is. I'm I'm not I'm not not big on it yet, but I I know they were they were trying to do a lot with this first with the premiere and wrap up, you know, where they left off and where they're going and so there was a lot to cover. Introduced a couple new characters. So I'll give it another show or two, but it, the first half hour to forty five minutes it was difficult to watch. I mean, not difficult. It's just kind of like, okay, all right, whatever. Come on, do something. And then, then they finally kind of got got into it. They, like the last quarter of the show. Now they're doing a lot with uh, cryptocurrency this season, right? Well, I'm hoping. So that's what I'm saying. There was there wasn't any. There wasn't a whole lot of geek stuff in this one. I think they were just trying to bring everybody up to speed on where the characters are again. Introduce the new ones, kind of start to set some plot lines, and then maybe they'll start getting more into the geek stuff later. So, so this is related to PHP because you said this is season three, which means they skipped season two, just like PHP skipped version six. Right? Why, why would you think they two. skip? Why would you think they skip season two? Because I watched season, season one, two was left, and now you said they started season three, where season two. You haven't watched we've, it we've, yet. We've both seen it. You just haven't. You haven't. Do you think that things that you haven't seen haven't happened? Yes. <laughs> That's the way the world I, works. I was very surprised how. See, now I can't even talk about it, but it does stay pretty super relevant. Like, they must have been writing things like. Last minute, uh, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they reference things that's like holy crap. They they reference that. So, 
pull a little South Park action. Just I won't spoil include it for the you latest guys. news. I'll let you guys watch speaking it. Of, you'll probably watch it. Speaking of crypt- years. yeah, speaking of cryptocurrency, can you believe Bitcoin crossed five thousand again? It crossed five thousand three hundred. It's crazy. Yeah, this is okay. this is the highest it's ever been. Uh, holy shit. Um, it, it gained 20% in the last two hours, so it's now at $5,638. Yep. <laughs> so at this pace, it's going to hit 6000 tomorrow. Yeah, I, I heard prediction of 6000 by end of year, but we still got a long time for that, so... Tomorrow's before the end of the year. You sure? Maybe yeah. my calendar is wrong. Yeah, I, Bitcoin is blowing up. Ethereum is crumbling. Hmm. Uh, one of the one of the really big Ethereum ICOs is getting a lot of uh, investigation right now, and it looks like it's money laundering and a giant scam, and millions and millions of dollars are getting dumped into the market. Um, people are concerned about the ratio. Do you know about the ratio stuff? No. Which which currency yeah. is this, or which ICO is it? Um, EOC. EOS. Don't know that one. There's there's one I actually tried buying into, but you weren't allowed in the United States to buy in. Uh, the most powerful infrastructure for decentralized applications. Looks like they got uh, all of their investment in their ICO, and they are just trickle selling off every dollar that was invested into Ethereum, and it's flooding the market, which means that the the increase in price is not matching Bitcoin because the market's flooded. So the ratio the ratio basically says Ethereum as Bitcoin rises, Ethereum should rise with it um, at a specific ratio. But it's not happening because of the market flood. Mm. And it looks like the people who are building this ICO don't have actual faith in Ethereum as a currency, which might be a problem for investing in Ethereum as a currency. You know what else has happened in the crypto world? What? Cloudflare. Really? Cloudflare has been blocking or removing sites that have been surreptitiously mining cryptocurrency. Did I mention this last week? I think after the show you brought it up. So Cloudflare has decided if you're surreptitiously mining, not notifying customers, doing it in some perceivably malicious way, then they're not going to float you because it's malware. So people have been dropped as a result but the, the, however the question is how do they obviously it's an automated algorithm they're not you know manually searching every site so wh- how are they determining if it's surreptitiously or if it's legitimate it's not it, no it is it is manually it is they're looking at sites that are hosting CoinHive and analyzing the site whether or not it's properly disclosing to the customer that mining is occurring really I, I think we can expect this from Cloudflare too to to further act as police of the internet. Um, you know, the CEO basically said, 
I don't want this power, but as long as I have it, I'm going to use it. So I, I think when they took down the Daily Stormer, that sort of opened the floodgates for saying we can decide which content we want to cut whenever we want to now. And until the government stops us, we're going to. I'm still curious why they, why Cloudflare cares. Because aren't they really just a, a CDN and content proxy? Because I, I think if it, if it feels like malware to them, then it might feel like malware to a regulatory agency, which means that they could be on the hook for distributing malware. You think? Really? I think I think so. I mean, the same thing goes for image boards that host user-uploaded content. You still have to police it a little bit, because if you don't, then you can get held culpable for distribution. Huh. Never would have thought about that that way. Hey, Eric. Thomas. Do you have a uh, Raspberry Pi? I have quite a few Raspberry Pis. Mm, can I have a Blackberry Pi? No. Apple Pi? Why do you ask? What do you use your Raspberry Pi for? Decoration well, in his office? Well, currently, I've done, I've done a couple things with it. Uh, one thing I used it for for, for a while was a... Uh, a network uh, ad blocker, so it, it doubled like as a DNS, and it it filtered all the network traffic coming into my my house and my Wi-Fi, and would block ads and stuff. That was fun. Currently, I'm just using it to I write little cron jobs. So cron jobs that I have that I want to, to continue to run, I run on my Pi, and uh, that's really what I'm using it for. Why do you ask? Well, I was thinking, you know, if I needed some resistors and capacitors, when I was a teenager, I know exactly where I would go to get them. Radio Shack! So that I could, yeah, you'd go to Radio Shack. You'd pick up all the things you needed for some kind of Raspberry Pi project. But Radio Shack really turned away from that. They, they turned into like a consumer goods store and a cell phone store. And cell phone had a lot store, to do yeah. with their bankruptcies. Mm-hmm. So you know where I'm going to go now to buy my, my parts for my Raspberry Pi and stuff like that. Best Buy, fries. That was that's no. Fries is a good. Radio, one. Radio Shack, baby. What? What are you talking about? Adafruit, the company that created the Raspberry Pi and does all that work, bought Radio Shack. Bought the Radio Shack Corporation. What is this? What you were raving about uh, on that that Instagram post? Which really pissed me off because it was like this Instagram post that showed them holding up the certificate of ownership of Radio Shack, and there was no content to it. I'm like, what the hell is this? Who is this person? Why do I care about this? You have to know who it is. It was posted by Colin Cunningham. That would have been a good lead-in to you telling me who it was, Thomas. It was posted by Colin Cunningham, and it was a picture of the woman who created... The Raspberry Pi, or created and owns the Raspberry Pi company, Limore. Limore? Freed. What? Who's Limore Freed? It's the woman in the picture holding the ownership certificate for Radio Shack. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. You've made Hold this story on. fall apart. I want you to understand that. that this, this you made the collapsed... Nationals lose the playoffs. I want you to understand that. <laughs> so it's revenge, is it? This is just so, revenge. So, wait a minute. You're burying a bigger story here. Are you telling me the creator and owner of the Raspberry Pi brand 
is a woman? Yeah. Does the tech press know about this? Yeah, quite a bit, yeah. She's been on the cover of Make Magazine, Wired Magazine. What? Um, Inc., Popular Mechanics, Newsweek. But seriously, um, I thought this was really cool I, when I saw this. Honestly, I didn't know who the lady in the picture was. Uh, I would have totally appreciated some more context to this picture. <laughs> because I'm like looking at this. I didn't know the person that posted it. I didn't know who it was a picture of. I obviously saw the Radio Shack. I was reading through the threads, and the, all the threads were saying was, what? This is cool. This is neat. I'm like, okay. It is fucking the, cool. Who the fuck are these people? Well, it was an Instagram picture, not a press release. Yeah, but in Instagram, you can actually write stuff. You're not limited to 140 characters. Give me some information in there. You know, we're trying to do a podcast here, people. I need facts. You know we don't operate on facts. Uh, I'm glad we've explained that to me. We've Rarely. no, we've been classified officially as fake news. Officially? Yeah. The Trump has called us out. I wasn't aware of this. Or is that yeah. fake news? Speaking of which, did you, have you seen the Eminem uh, freestyle against Trump? Yeah. Wasn't that wasn't that impressed? I wasn't necessarily impressed, but I, I love the I love the ending. Uh, if you're a fan of me, I didn't get that far. If you're a fan of me and a fan of him, I'm drawing a line in the sand. It was good yeah. stuff. Like, basically, you have to choose sides. And if if you're still for him. Uh, yeah, but it was at the BET Awards. So, I mean, he kind of, it wasn't like he was throwing out a really controversial statement. This is true. Yeah. And, and, and it's not like he's ever been worried about people not liking him either. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I still liked it, though. Screw y'all. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, but I, the thing about freestyle rap like that is that unless you've tried to do it, it doesn't seem like it's very difficult. And no, I, it's I, especially... completely, I, I completely appreciate the talent it took for him to freestyle that, but I think for the message that he was trying to convey, he, he, he could have formulated something ahead of time. Like, it didn't... It didn't have to be freestyle just to be freestyle just to impress people. Everybody's already impressed by the dude. I mean, he's, you know, a platinum artist, and everybody's very well aware of his freestyle skills. But I I think that was an important message that he was trying to state, and it would have been nice to see something a little bit more polished. I'm sure it's coming. But we we don't talk about politics on this podcast, so... We're talking about rap music. I, I think that's also off the rules list. No. Oh, no, that's right. We've we've discussed it previously. Well, the, as far as I can tell, the rules list has been deleted, so... Eh, not deleted. Yeah, we did archived. do that, too. Archived. Because nobody was, nobody was paying attention it. to it anyways. Yeah. Don't hey. talk about religion. Don't talk about politics. Oh, don't get me started. Let's talk about PHP. Should we talk about PHP? Do you have something, or are you just... Baiting the hook. I do. I do have something. Taylor posted a Laravel tweet asking, what do you hope for in Laravel 5.6? And I'm just curious if you guys had any input on this. I replied. I sent him a reply. I, I told him I'd like to see some baked in uh, UUID stuff since it's clearly not going to make it into PHP core anytime soon. 
which I didn't know there about. was a middle finger emoji too. That was interesting. Which we talked about in the past uh, about why that there there was a, some talk about putting it in PHP core, but the person who generated the patch essentially wrote it in PHP, which for with <laughs> the whole benefits and then of said why it speed. shouldn't be accepted. Yeah, in their in their about paragraph, just said this probably shouldn't be included. But I do think it's a great fit for a framework, and uh, so I threw that out there. There are a couple of good suggestions out there, but um, but yeah, I, I'm just I thought I'd throw it on the show and see if you guys had any opinion. I know John really doesn't do a whole lot of Laravel. I know he'd like to do more, but he doesn't do a lot. No, uh, I can tell you exactly what I want. What I've been what, doing all day. What's that? All week. Screwdriving. What's that? Besides that, in my actual in-work capacity, I mean, that was two, but mm-hmm. I scaffolding for bootstrap and view forms. Um, view's cool. Responsive stuff is interesting. I, I tried to implement view on a, on a little task today and ended up just making triple a work for myself somehow and reverting that and going back. But... I'm still dealing with bootstrap styling for my stupid backend admin. And it's it's just a pain in the ass to remember every call-md-6 means half the width of the current div that you're in with padding for another div of the same size floating to the right. It's just, I hate it. I hate the fact that a form which could be 10 inputs somehow requires me to write the raw HTML for it. And it's funny because they, they, that's one of the packages that your your group maintains, right? Laravel Collective runs the the HTML and form oh. helpers. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's interesting because the form helpers, I've done custom form helper stuff where you don't just take the base package, but you go in and use all the features of it and you can mm-hmm. define a form as a completely fleshed out, almost scaffolded thing. Um, and yeah, the fact that it's not in Laravel cores is, is baffling to me still to this day. I don't understand why that's just absent altogether now. Um, I know that when he did it, he gave the reasoning that Laravel was going to focus on creating this bridge between console work and HTTP work and that you, if you wanted to include it, you could knock yourself out and go ahead and include it. But I think it's a, a weak argument. I, I don't see any reason to not bring that in and maintain it. You guys are uh, you guys are tweeting offline while I'm talking about... Nobody's tweeting? I'm messaging on Slack. Not even I'm, listening. I'm reading the thread... And a person who used to work for Diego Dev did some replies in the thread. And I was just letting John know. I'm like, hey, I, I hadn't noticed that this individual had also posted in this thread. Where it's the thread we're talking about. So, yeah, you made the Nationals lose the playoffs. Everybody in Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area, you should hate Thomas Rideout. They do. How long have the Nationals been around? Aren't they a newer team? I think they're the newest in Major League Baseball, but they've been around for a while now. 
But you've been here longer than they've been around. Well, this is true. I have been here before the Nationals. So, so you just hate the. It's not that you love the Nationals. You hate the Cubs. No, I, I, I like the Nationals. I don't love the Nationals because they were never they were never around when I was back east. So I, to my heart, I am an Orioles fan because that's what I grew up as an Orioles fan. Fun, fun fact: my father. That's a hard, that's a hard youth. My father, who I shared with you guys in the past, our our bond with baseball. My whole life growing up, my my dad grew up in D.C. So if if you don't know your geography, Maryland and D.C. is actually not a state. It's it's a district. It's a district of Columbia, hence D.C. But it's uh, it's right up against uh, Maryland. We lived right on the border of D.C. Maryland. I used to ride my bike technically in D.C. That's how close we were. Um, But my dad grew up in D.C. He grew up a Senators fan. Um, But the Senators moved on. And uh, when I was a child, our only choice were the Baltimore Orioles. And Baltimore is not that far from where we lived. It was about a 45-minute drive. It wasn't bad. So my dad would haul me up to a game a couple a couple games a year if i was lucky and um but my dad always referred to them as the buzzards and in my head as a child i thought it was funny i'm like oh i get it you know he's making fun of a different bird it's not an oriole it's a buzzard i had never i didn't know until pretty close until about two or three years ago my mother kind of let me in on the fact that my dad hated hated the orioles he blamed the baltimore orioles for the fact that the senators left dc that they couldn't compete in the market with the orioles and so he hated the orioles and i always thought he was just being playful with the name but he wasn't he hated them and so that was funny but uh yeah they i've been a but the nationals when the nationals came about i I became a fan because they're in the National League. The Orioles are in the American League. And if I ever ended up in a World Series where it was the Orioles and Nationals, I would deal with it myself. Thomas, wake up. Wake up. But, yeah. so You've been I'm listening na- to Baseball Ugly. I'm a National. I'm Tom Wrightout. See how you are? I let you guys. I didn't give you guys any slack about talking about your cryptocurrency is up this, down that, ether this, that. Didn't give you guys a hard time trying to lay some baseball knowledge on you, and you're nodding off on me. I wasn't nodding off. I was putting my head against my microphone. Mm. I was, I was trying, trying to psychically bring the conversation to a screeching halt. Success. You did a good job at it. <laughs> ah, turns out I have psychic powers. All right, Professor X. So you brought Professor up X HHVM story, earlier. Where, where, were, I did. where were you going with that? Do you know? And I started, you know what HHVM is? I started that with so just FYI. Do you know what HHVM is, no. Eric? No, I have no idea. The hip hop virtual machine. We were just talking about Eminem. Do you know what hack is? I don't know. No, stupid. what's hack? Hack is the language oh, that HHVM runs. Hack is now, the language. Do tell. Right. Explain so this, how this, this got connects confusing. to PHP. Hack was a more strictly typed version of PHP. A lot of compatibility crossover, a lot of 
inner functionality. What this meant was that you could take your PHP code and optimize it into hack and then run it on HHVM, which before PHP 7 was very fast. Now it's just as fast, if not slower in some cases. So this left the Facebook people who had developed HHVM and hack sort of wondering what to do with HHVM. It lost its market presence because it lost its benefits. So now they've announced they're going to get away from PHP support. They're going to start escalating their hack language towards much more strict typing, much quicker deprecation of bad PHP functionality, um, and focus on things that were not PHP or that are not PHP oriented. Focus on things that bring it into its place as a modern language on its own. We so there's a good earlier number. How I, I, I was worried that Mr. Robot might have jumped the shark. And for our fans outside the US who might not know what that means, jumping the shark is, essentially means that it's going past its expiration date. It's, it's, it's going downhill. It's, it's really not relevant anymore. I, and I'm sure Thomas will explain to you where the phrase jumping the shark came from. Two thumbs sure. up. Sure. But I honestly feel with this release, with, with this uh, notice that you put in, this, I, I feel like HHVM has jumped the shark here because it, it's one thing that they, they lost their big marketing niche when PHP 7 came out, which is a good thing. It's a good thing to the PHP community in general that enough changes were made to make the performance of PHP on par with these companies that like Facebook who were developing another language because, you know, focused on performance. That's a good thing. This announcement here just kind of seems like sour grapes to me. Like Facebook said, well, fine, if we're not faster anymore, well, then we're going to do this and we're going to do that and but you my, know, whatever. My question is, why, why did they ever turn it into a separate language hack versus contributing back and making PHP faster to begin with? My it's understanding easier of the story, and faster it, to tag statically typed variables. Well, and no, my results. understanding of the story is that they 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 initially did try to work within the PHP core, but they weren't getting the results they were looking for. Things were happening too slow. That's the way I understood it. So they just decided, okay, we're going to do we're going to do this ourselves. So to, to their defense, the way. It was explained to me is yes, initially that that was, but you got to remember this was back in the PHP five days where it was impossible. It was it was very difficult to get patches applied to PHP, much less impactful changes. It was pre like hack wasn't it? At, right. So that there, there's that piece of it, and, and and they they had the right to do it, and I I, I honestly think that it was them doing this. That kind of kicked PHP, the PHP community in the ass and said, hey, we, we've got to get our house together. We've got to move our platform forward or we're going, oh, yeah. to, we're going to get irrelevant. So I, I applaud Facebook for everything they did with Hack and HHVM 
And I, I think we're in the space we're in now with PHP because of them. But this, this just sounds like they want to, I don't know. I, I, it sounds well, like okay. Let me give you, let me give you a quick example though. See, one of the problems with hack was like you said, the, the time to implement changes was too long in PHP. And so they just made hack, but there are issues in PHP seven that are still pretty bad and they're not going to get resolved anytime soon. Are they issues or are they just, are they practices I will give that, you that an people example. don't agree with? Go ahead. Give me an example. References. On me. PHP references. So I'm just going to straight up redo this paragraph off of the, the this article. They will be eliminating references. PHP references have unusual semantics where the function specifies the binding of parameters with no indication at the call site. Moreover, refiness is not part of function interfaces and a parent method can be overridden in a derived class with a different reference binding in any or all parameters. This is both confusing and performance degrading and a more disciplined reference-like construct such as in-out function parameters could be both more useful and more efficient. So this is the whole pass-by-reference thing that that lives in PHP because of the transition from PHP 4 to PHP 5, where in PHP 4, everything was passed um, by pointer or by reference, and then in, in PHP 5, it's now passed by uh, copy. In 4, it wasn't always passed by or reference. Or I'm sorry, vice, ver vice versa. Then it might have been the 3 to 4 transition, but there was a, <laughs> there was a specific point where the, the ampersand symbol... In, in 4, you could... You could do the ampersand either on the when you called the function or on the function parameters. When you went to PHP five, right. it was only on the function parameters that you could include that. Yeah, and so that was that was a patch for a a functional change in how it was dealing with with references, and it really fucks up performance and makes things confusing if somewhere is getting a pass by reference and you don't notice it or vice versa. Yeah, but that was so, a, that's a backwards compatibility, I mean, issue. But they don't want to focus on backwards compatibility. The the issue does they focused on backwards compatibility for the sake of us, for the sake of PHP developers. They said, "Hey, we've got this faster environment. We're going to make it backwards compatible for you even though that kind of screws us over." Now, we've got the faster environment. We don't need to be kept up. So they're saying, listen, it's better for us to develop this as a separate language. We're not going to try and target PHP 7. Mm. We're going to try and target our own language, eliminating references, eliminating destructors, finishing up the hack arrays, which is a, a three special type of arrays that hack allows for, and continuing improvements in performance. I mean, the thing slowing down hack right now is still PHP. That they have to account for what PHP might do and that slows down hack. They want to get rid of that. And to get faster and faster, they're going to have to get further away from PHP. So they're just, they end up limiting, I mean, they already have a limited user base as it is. They're not going to be able to... Sure. They're not trying to attract more PHP developers into it. No, but neither is Node. Yeah. I mean, you don't what? hear these complaints about Node. Yeah, I, I, I don't see. I, I just don't see the relevance. I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong a couple times in the past. Um, my wife will let you if know. They, but... 
if they come out of this a year from now with something really special, you're not going to see people turn it down just because it's not PHP anymore. Because it's still really closely going to resemble PHP. I mean, they're still they're still talking about, but it, but it won't be compatible anymore. No, I, but you I, don't I, I think to, that I was mean, one of the things that was a draw to PHP developers is, hey, I can write this. I know how to write this code. I write this code now. I'll write I'll write the code I know. I'll take advantage of some hack stuff where, where I you know as I learn it and where I find it beneficial. But now you won't even have that. You won't even have be able to do that. Yeah, but I spent ten hours this week learning Vue. If I only have to spend a half an hour learning hack. Then that's fine by me. I don't know. I'm 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 having a hard time. I I think they're taking uh, obviously th this this is a release meant to boast their efforts. So yeah, they have very targeted you know concerns and complaints that they're talking that's not about. To but bo it's they have they are they have thousands of customers who are you're saying the, you're saying they didn't post this to get the, to bring interest it's on hhvm.com slash blog it is it's absolutely a marketing piece for them this is no this is educating people using hhvm to say hey don't don't expect us to target php7 because we're not going to no 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 this, this is, is a, this, this is, is them saying hey hey we're still here don't forget about us remember how cool we were last year we're still going to be cool. Check this out. We're going to be controversial. We're going to do this. That's what they're doing here, dude. Why yeah. are you so angry? Because you had the freaking Nationals lose the freaking playoffs <laughs> today. That's why I'm angry. And for those listening, it's now 11.01, almost one hour past. So Eric is now 70 minutes past the loss. Yeah. I haven't let it go Less yet. angry... Less angry, but more drunk, so it's a break-even. There you go. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't care. You know, I, I had a very brief time in my life where I was somewhat interested in this effort. And, uh, you know, obviously with the release of PHP 7, I be it became a lot less appealing. This actually makes it even less appealing to me. I'm like... There's so many other languages out there I want to get my head around before I even worry about such a niche language right now as HHVM. It's just there's there's just not enough benefit there for me. I, I, I got a, I got an offer to work at Facebook, so it might be worth it for me to learn. Did you yeah, really? You you, you fall off the map. Yeah, they'd want they'd want me to move there. Though. Yeah, they're, they're not a big room working facility. So I heard a story no. a story on NPR recently. Uh, this will just be a quick one-off nothing conversation but we have issues in the united states with social security numbers especially with the big data breach at equifax and actually breaches breaches yeah we'll get to that but i actually heard <laughs> yes i heard i heard the story on npr where they're trying to get rid of the social security number and go with cryptographic keys identifying you and giving you the ability. To, oh, that would be so cool! Yeah, giving you the ability to I, I was, to I, revoke the key. You know, to you know, if there is some that, sort of that fraud, makes so you, much sense. You could get a new key. No, that makes so much sense. I, I I am a huge supporter of this. Getting the the average Joe to get their head wrapped around it is another story. But how do you how do you go from hey here's this nine digit number that identifies you to hey here's this blob of text that identifies you what's a blob i don't know i don't know how they would do it 
Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah. Is I mean, it a number? No, it's got letters in it. Okay, so it's like a sentence. Well, no, it's got binary characters in it too. Oh, great. Yeah. For, I mean, for how, years, how do I keep for this years safe? we had. Yeah, and for upload years. Upload it to we your had... vibrator. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. No, fuck y'all. National oh, you look so distraught. I, I was trying to be relevant here. I was going to say for years we've had the issue of unencrypted emails resolved. But again, you can't get the general public to wrap their heads around you know, PGP and how to mm-hmm. use PGP. Yeah, the, But you don't think that if, if we created a standard implementation and management system for this that... I mean, think of it like... It, an SSH key, right? I mean, we all know what SSH keys are, but if, if I, I guess, yeah, I we guess do because we're be... tech, we're geeks, we understand it. But, but it, well, I, my point being is, you, you, you don't need to memorize or understand what that, what the hash is. You just need to know where to get it to put it on the server so that you can authenticate to the server. Mm-hmm. You, you don't think that the general public would get their head around that, like. You're not identified by a number you can memorize anymore. You're identified by a hash. And like nope. you said, if, just lost, if you just feel lost like, everybody. If you feel like your identity's ever stolen, I mean, this, think the same thing as uh, Social Security. I mean, you go to somebody who says, if you ever think your identity's stolen, we're going to create a mechanism that allows you to change your Social Security number. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, right? It's like, you know, that's not, no, no, no. That's not what you do when your identity is stolen. Well, no, he's saying he, when your identity no, he's, is stolen. He's just giving an example. Are you even listening to the freaking podcast, Thomas? Are you trying to but change then, another? But then team? the whole the whole system of credit falls apart once you can just say I'm a different number now. No, no, it doesn't fall apart though. That's the there, thing. There's still, like the there's, still creditors... there's still a link there. Yeah, you're just revoking your current key. Nobody else can use it, but you're still that previous right. key. There are a lot of problems. I'm not saying there's not, but it's the nine-digit number. It's a is better a... system. You don't think there's a lot of problems with the social security number now? We well, know that until one. 1979, your social security card on it said this number is not to be used for identification purposes. Yeah, I know. I remember. And, you know, I remember as a child, to this day, I have a social security number that I thought I memorized as a child because... Back in my day, you were taught to memorize your social security number. At some point, when I was about 14, 15 years old, there was some confusion on whether or not I had the right social security number memorized. The government was saying that, no, 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 we have them as a different number. My dad would ask me, and my, you know, my dad would reply, no, he says this has always been his number. This went back and forth for about six months, and then eventually the government said, okay, well, this is his number now. It was the one that I said. You know, they, they just changed whatever yeah, records they had that showed different. Your social security number is. Yeah. Wait, so you, I, you just I, I stole did. somebody's identity? This is my point. Gave there's, it to your dad. There's clearly an issue with the. I mean, we all know there's an issue with the current social security number. First thing, nobody keeps it a secret. You know, every you got every form in the world will ask you for it or used to ask you for it. Now it does the credit card thing where it might ask you for the last four, but. It's flawed, and it's it's that that whole process has been corrupted for so long. Not corrupted by individuals within the process, just it's a broken process. And 
I love this idea. I love this idea, John. I think we definitely. I wish. I wish there was a way to go support this. Is there a way to support this? Not that I know of. There is a company that does identity to cryptographic key management called Keybase. I believe all three of us are registered on Keybase, where you have your public key associated with your multiple online identities so that people can communicate securely to you. This is true. Um, in fact, they've just they've just launched a new service. Have you seen this? We'll see I hope so, because it's on your tab. It's in my tab. Yes, I have seen it. But go ahead, explain it. This company launched Encrypted Git. So this is a Git repo system that is encrypted end-to-end. So this, this is a... Well, it, it, yeah, okay, end-to-end. I, that's used loosely. This idea, though, is very, very interesting to me. So if, you, if you've used Keybase in the past... You know, we talked about PGP and emails and, and the struggles with getting the general public to accept it. Keybase, from the start, has tried to make PGP kind of transparent to the general public. I've liked their approach. Um, for a long time, all they were was a website that you register to, and then you proved your identity by linking to other things, like you link to your twitter account and you had to post a special message on your twitter stream and you know you, you did all these things to kind of establish this was actually you it just it just didn't take you for your word or by you validating an email address that was cool they then release and you were able to follow other people but it, and you could you could encrypt messages using it but it was very much it was very pgp like where you would have to get that person's key encrypt it send them the message that they could read it but it was very manual it's tough then they released a chat client and this just happened we talked about it on the show a few months back a chat client we've used it we i still use it it was garbage when we used it it did not work it's not what it works what are you talking about doesn't work don't interrupt me It, it, it works perfectly fine and they basically took that 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 Encryption, knowledge, all that added to a chat client. That was when we did our whole chat thing. It was awesome. Within that chat client, which I thought was always interesting, is when you establish a, a, a channel with another person, it created this shared folder between the two of you, which, as you said, as you mentioned for this other thing, encrypted end to end. That was cool. Now they've implemented this Git repo. What this allows you to do is this allows you to store documents that you think are important, well, not think, that you feel are important. You have two two different repos you, you can add to. You can add to a personal repo or to a team repo. You can, you can store these documents into these repos and always have them available to you. So, you know, depending on how much you trust the service and how much you trust the te- this technology, you can have sensitive information in these repos. Nobody can read it. Only the people you say should be able to read it can read it. I think this is cool. I haven't used the repos yet because I, I, I mean, the only thing I may consider putting into those are my SSH keys, and honestly, I'm still even a little leery about that. I, I got a question for you guys. When's the last Fire time? Away. When's the last time you you changed your SSH your default SSH key? Uh, about a, less uh, two years ago. Less than a year ago, when my laptop was stolen. Really. Dude, I am horrible at that. 
I am horrible, horrible at that. I haven't changed my default SSH key in so stinking long. I mean, a very long time. It's I mean, hard. Once you get it installed on so many servers, it's hard to, to change it. It, it. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be well, nice to have a script that automated that changing. I actually try. I actually tried to create an application that did that. That was, that was going to be my first open source project. Uh, I was putting together these these scripts that essentially did the same thing. Not only that, but it would do it for you automatically. Like once a week, it would rotate your SSH keys based on the servers that you had to find in your SSH config file. It basically would do an SSH add. It would generate a new key. Do an SSH add to all the servers in your config file, and then it would have it would know what the old key was based on the script that I wrote. Then it would go in and do a remove of those keys if it was able to log in with the new key. So it would add your new key, log out, attempt to log in with the new key, and if it was able to do that, it would delete the old key. I thought it was I thought it was a good idea, but I. I never finished it. I got close, but I never finished it. See, I actually went the other. Yeah, touching I went the, the other touching way. Touching the SSH directory is tough. I actually went the other way with uh, a cron chill script that just pulled my keys from GitHub. Ah. Well, that only pulls a public so, key though. But that's all I need. Yeah. Once I. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're saying. It pu- it pulls the public key from GitHub. And then you, it, it, it what logs into all the services and adds it. No, on, on, on each on each one of my servers where I put my public key, mm-hmm. install a cron script that would every so often oh, go get my public key. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Well, yeah, when I was doing my script, GitHub wasn't a thing, but that's actually a great approach. Yeah, using GitHub as your central repo of your live public key. That's what uh, I mean. The, there is actually a system out there for that uh, if you bother to submit your public keys to it. But GitHub is a good good way to... That's a good idea, John. Maybe Thanks. that's what they should do now. Well, guys, I have one, one last thing here. You know we like to talk about chat apps. All the latest and greatest, newest and best. I had a new chat app sent to me today if, if you want to talk about it. I want to talk about an old chat app. Go ahead. AOL Instant Messenger. I heard about this today. After 20 years, AOL Instant Messenger will be shutting down. Say it ain't so. Absolutely. December 15th, as they put it on their own Twitter, AIM will be logging off for the last time. No. That what brings will, us What will we to use to replace it? A billion, a billion fucking things. <laughs> Discord added video and and screen sharing and yeah it's we're fine. Friend of the show Michael Dorinda sent me a link. Uh, actually, he sent me a link back on October second. I just I just saw it today. For some reason, my Telegram didn't notice, which is another chat at if anybody's interested. He sent me a link to uh, Rambox, which was one of the, another one of these services. Sounds I shared, unpleasant. I shared us. Uh, another is service it, like is this, that one included in a screwdriver? You got yeah. a link to Rambox and you just clicked on it immediately. Just like, oh yeah, check this out. <laughs> it, what, is, what is this? It seemed to make sense at the time. It's r e m b o x dot pro, not dot com. P r o r e m b o x dot p r o. Trust we, trustworthy URL. We tra- we talked about another service like this uh, in the past, but this takes a lot of these modern instant messaging services and gives you a. 
a general interface. But again, all they're doing is leveraging the web interfaces for all these services. It's not like yeah. they're doing anything special. Just like Franz, which is asking me to like talk about Franz with my friends, but won't reply to me on Twitter. I never could get that working. It just annoyed me, so I just stopped even trying. It's just a browser window. Yeah, it's annoying. So, so this, this Doom is and gloom, a, baby. Equifax has been breached you said, again. Boy, your you segues have been said, horrible this today. Was my last, you said literally said this is my last topic. Yeah, bringing us into doom and gloom. <laughs> Do you not? Get, I thought I made that clear. Yeah, the Equifax website started tweeting out malware. Just out of nowhere. Started tweeting out malware? No, no, feeding out. If you went to the Equifax oh, website, feeding, you feeding. would download you would download and install it would it would be sent to a link to update your flash, which was actually a malware installation. And boy, they just can't can't get any good luck this, this week, month, year. It's yeah. just bad. They're still around. I don't, who God knows how much longer, but it is just—it's a dumpster fire of security problems. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> they can't afford to hire IT people, though. That's why. Yeah, no, it's that costs money. Yeah, they don't, they... And no one who applies can pass the credit check. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to laugh closer to the mic so I can get that on the mic. <laughs> During the editing process, a lot of my really good jokes get passed over because you guys like to lean back and laugh. I'm laughing right into the microphone. Yeah, I'm going to need you to do that louder. <laughs> Holy. Oh my goodness, that was so funny, Thomas. You're the funniest man I ever knew. Alrighty, I am going to make that my ringtone. <laughs> do people still use ringtones? Yes. Sure. Nobody calls me, so I don't know. Nobody likes me. Nobody calls me on my phone. I'm not even sure why I carry it. All right, guys. It's been a Louisville slugger of an episode. <laughs> Just rub it in. It's been a national disgrace of an episode. <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying to work it in there. I couldn't figure it out. Good job. Thanks for listening. I'm John Congdon. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm the Washington Nationals. You're an asshole. Keep it ugly. Dislike Keep you. it ugly. D- dislike you so much right now. You have to say. You have to say it, Eric. You're ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.